Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected with your host, Bernadette Butler. In this program, you'll learn how Bernadette and her guests were able to turn what seemed to be a negative into a positive lesson that they can teach others and give hope. Now, here is Bernadette Butler. Good evening. Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected. Your host is me, Bernadette Butler. Tonight, uh, I invited my husband, Paul Butler, to be a part of the conversation. If you recall last week, I had Mr. McNeil and we were discussing the male's uh, point of view when raising a child with autism or really anyone uh, if you have a child with any type of disability. So uh, I asked my husband to uh, be a part because uh, like uh, Willis, he is the stepfather to my children as I am the stepmother to his, of course, and uh, Melvin is a part. The only little difference is that Melvin is in a, a different situation, as I shared before, he uh, is in a semi-independent uh, living conditions. He's been with Kathy and Doug for 23 years. And uh, he has been with them so long, basically, that's his second mother. Uh, she advocates for him and take good care of him. And I really had to learn to trust to do that. Because I felt guilty about not being around him constantly. You see, I live in another state. And he lives in another state. So his interaction with my new husband, as I shared before, I uh, divorced his dad after I placed Melvin and his two sisters uh, one by one went off to college. I didn't, I didn't work at the time. I didn't have to. I was truly financially secured. Uh, the problem is I was and had been in a abusive situation as well as Melvin uh, being rejected by his father. So once I did that, I had took a job. And I came uh, to Ohio, and I became a flight attendant. Uh, that's one of my many unexpected, because anybody know me, I was afraid to uh, fly, and they used to call me a white knuckler. That's people that I not only grabbed on the seat, I would be crying, literally. And so what was I doing, <laughs> going to be a flight attendant? But uh, that's what brought me here. And in my journey in leaving Melvin, before I left, I, I told him what I was preparing to do. And he looked at me calmly. Uh, he loved where he lives at. And I did tell him, you know, I can, once I get uh, settled, you could come and stay with me. And uh, he looked at me and said, if it's cold, I'm not coming. <laughs> So um, I uh, said, well, I have to go away for training. And 
it's a job, so mama won't be able to see you all the time. And he looked at me and he said, you know, mama, everybody needs a job. He said, one day I'm going to have one. You see, he still had his hopes and dreams. He didn't limit himself and I wasn't trying to. And he said, and maybe one day I get married and have children. And I kind of chuckled to myself. I'm like, wow, he still he still have a hope for himself. So I had to trust God, take the job so I could take care of myself. And I literally left my clothes and everything I had behind. I didn't take nothing with me but my luggage, that the clothes that I had. And that was it. Everything I owned. And that was something I learned. I rather had had my peace of mind and be comfortable. And it hurt me so bad as a parent that the other parent was just totally rejecting him. And, you know, he had his struggles with the other children. But I also uh, learned from the Lord that he had his own struggles. So I used to be mad at him. I'm not anymore. I had to let that go. And then what was wonderful was the reassurance of uh, Kathy and, and Doug once they realized what was going on. And believe me, they supported me in doing that. They asked me, I don't know how you stayed there for 30 years, but I did. <laughs> and um, uh, they uh, uh, told me, uh, don't worry about Melvin. He is well taken care of. And I will truly say to this day, for 23 years, going on 24 years, uh, Melvin have been truly taken care of. Uh, I can give you an example. I Melvin uh, had have uh, periodontal problems, and some disabled children do have problems with their gums and teeth, and he did. And I tried to get his dad to uh, take care of it, and he refused to. So as Melvin started getting older, uh, he lost his start losing his teeth. He's at, at the time he was 42 going on 43. And when I got the picture of Melvin, I was I was devastated because I had just saw him and he has this big, beautiful smile and he still had the big, beautiful smile, but he was missing some teeth. So my husband, Paul. Uh, told me, don't you worry about that, because whatever uh, he need, he said, we'll take care of that. Uh, Ask them how, take them to the dentist, ask them how much it will cost, and uh, he said, we'll work that out. So I called her, I I told Kathy, and she really didn't want to do that, but I told her, I want my son to have teeth in his mouth. So uh, she kept quiet for a while, and then my uh, best friend, I call her my sister, Cheryl, said, you must have forgot that, you know, universities have dental program, and if they have a dental program, you could take, at the university, you could take your children there, and, and even yourself, and get dental care. 
is students learning to be a dentist. And so I forgot about that one university. And when my friend Cheryl told me, I called Kathy and told her and she said, oh, I forgot too. And she took Melvin there. Well, last week, they went to Disney World, Disneyland. And I'm telling you, she sent me a picture and I saw that smile and you wouldn't have never known what had happened to him. So I was so excited about that. And I'm so thankful that she was helpful. So tonight, hello, honey. This is Paul. Uh, When I first met Paul, uh, I had a lot of issues. And and he, when we started uh, dating, well, I kind of told him we wasn't dating. He said we were because we were older. (laughs) So anyway, I... uh, I shared my life with him from the beginning to up now, from the time of my uh, childhood uh, till the marriage and and about my children and especially about Melvin. And he knew I felt guilty about leaving my son behind. So when I told you these stories, how did you... How did you feel when I first started sharing my life story to you? At first, I was a little intimidated because of her background. She had a background of a little bit of political background. And for some males, um, when the woman is a strong-willed woman, that's kind of a challenging thing to take on. But um, God was with us, and we worked everything out, and we're here. I'm here right now with her and enjoying life. And did you expect, uh, and truly this is like a embraced unexpected, because of the journey that you've been on with me, were you expecting some of the things that happened when we met? Of course not. <clears throat> Um, things have a way of, of happening that you don't expect to happen. There was a couple of incidents that occurred before we got married that were kind of, I I, kind of want to say they were almost freaky. Like we had, uh, situations where I was going to propose to her and she was walking down the steps and she almost tripped. And then, uh, uh, for whatever reason, we were having difficulty getting to the restaurant I wanted to take her to. Um, there were many things happening that made made us kind of think, at least it made me think at the time, that we this, this moment was not going to happen. But it did. And... Uh we we married in the uh, month of December, and this uh, just past December, it's been nine uh, years. Uh, have you talked? You've talked to Melvin on the phone, and when he talks to Melvin, it's just uh, short sentences. So, 
were you when I first told you the story about Melvin uh, and then you talked to him on the phone, were you a little nervous about that? No, not really, because Melvin, I kind of looked at Melvin like any other human being. Um, I think I kind of think all of us have some kind of issue, whether, you know, we all like to think that uh, we don't have disabilities, but I think we all do one way or another. And Melvin was, to me, no different than any other person. And I have been around people who have had what I guess is autism, and I was able to bond with them because I basically treated them like I would treat anybody else. So when uh, one of the other challenges that Paul and I had was when we uh, uh, were getting married and, and I, uh, I had told Melvin and he just said, oh, yeah, <laughs> he he wasn't trying to <laughs> he didn't elaborate. He just said, oh, yeah, like that. So I don't think it bothered him. It bothered him when his dad went over to visit him after I had gotten married and. And that was the one time that he actually went over there and took him out somewhere. And when he brought him back, uh, Kathy thought he was okay. Well, what happened was he had said some things to Melvin. So for a while, uh, when I would call, he would be upset. And I didn't know why. And that hurt me because I didn't understand. Why is he talking to me on the phone? It's not like Melvin is a gift of gab. That's his mother. He doesn't do that. He'll say, uh-huh, yes, no. He'll just tell you and then he, he'll, and that's it. And that's a part of his, uh, that's a part of him in his autism. And so the next time I called him, he was uh, better because uh, Kathy had uh, talked to him about it, and she showed him uh, the wedding pictures. And so the next time he said anything to me, he said, Mama, are you still going to call me? Are you still going to come see me? And I said, uh, yes. He said, because Dad said that you're married now, and you're not going to have anything to do with me. And so I told my husband, Paul, that. And I was uh, uh, kind of devastated because I remember once before when that happened, his dad took him somewhere, had a conversation with him, and it took two months for Melvin to speak to me that he was that upset. And even Kathy and Doug didn't even know what was going on. So uh, once they had settled him down, then he, he talked to me again. And so I was thinking, oh, no, here we go through this again. But this time I uh, talked with Kathy and I shared with her what he had said. And so 
she said, I'm on it. Uh, and she started talking to him. See, when you have autism, they don't like changes. And so there was a change. The marriage, uh, it dissolved. And so now he's like, I see my my mom and or talk to my mom and I'm not talking to my dad. So that was a big change for him and uh, an adjustment. But once he uh, understood that I was not going to reject him, uh, he got okay. And he started to relax again. And that's when I start sharing uh, my story with Kathy, his second mother, because I felt to understand at times what is going on with Melvin, she needed to know what was going on with me. So I shared that with her. And once she understood the situation more clearly, she said, okay. And when he did at one time go to visit him, not often, she monitored the visit, you know, and making sure, even though he he tried to boss her around and she had to tell him that don't work here in my house. So, but finally, uh, Melvin settled down. Melvin got accustomed to the fact that I was married and uh, he was okay. So, we're going to pick up from where we left off and Paul's going to discuss uh, the emotional part that he had to help me through. So we're getting ready to take a break and we'll be back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bbutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to Black Friday every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow, evolve, change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. Oh, and we are back and Paul's going to talk about the emotional part. Uh, but I forgot to say at the beginning of the show, if you'd like to call in, uh, call in and ask a question. Uh, I'm here. I'm glad to hear someone else's point of view or whatever you want to add to it. So, uh, Paul, what, how you had to learn how to um, adjust to me with the emotional up and down about I'm away from Melvin or uh, sometimes I would be upset about it. And so kind of share with the audience how you helped me through uh, quite a bit of that situation. I just kind of looked at it as though my role in the marriage is to support my wife. And part of supporting her is to make sure that she is relaxed as much as possible in certain situations. And a lot of times uh, she would be upset as we, most of us men know, women are more, have a tendency to be more emotional than we are. He's he's being nice because I get really a high anxiety. <laughs> but that, but see that's okay because I've always <laughs> encouraged her to be herself, <clears throat> and if part of her being herself is to be super emotional about certain things, certain situations where I may not be as emotional, that's just her being herself, and I have to embrace that. <clears throat> well. Uh, one of the things that he's not, uh, he, do you remember what you start saying to me? You're, you're what? Help me, help me. No. (laughs) You're, you're a peacock. Oh, you're a peacock and you need to fly. That's, that's something we stole from uh, the movie, The Other Guys. (laughs) And there's times where I want her to be herself even though she may not want to be herself. But um, I try to encourage her to know that it's okay, even if 
other people do not accept you as yourself, it's okay to be you. And part of being herself is why she has been so helpful as being a parent and an advocate for a son who has autism. And I was not accustomed to that because I never had that type of of support before. So that was a little bit unusual uh, for me. And then <laughs> when he would say, it's going to be all right, you know, just uh, be, you know, God, he hear you, he know. And then uh, I don't fly anymore because my uh, loving mother-in-law has gone on with the Lord, but she had a terrible fall one year and I eventually uh, quit my job so I can take care of her. And I stayed with her until she went on home with the Lord. And so now I was sitting at home and I'm like, I don't have a job. Well, I went and worked at this department store. And let me tell you, I didn't like that. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is treacherous and you don't get paid. That's a shame. They need to pay them people more than minimum wage. But uh, I didn't care for that. So I uh, quit that job and then I came back home and he started saying, you you just just be patient. And then those times of being uh, patient as he kept reminding me because I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do now. I'm, uh, you know, uh, Melvin is taken care of. Uh, my girls are uh, off to college. Both had gotten married. They got children. And I'm like, now, uh, what am I supposed to do? And so this is the other unexpected. So as I was sitting and being quiet, you see, the Lord never uh, forgets what he put in you. And when I was younger, I used to write poems and I kept them to myself. And so I started writing poems. And that's how I started uh, about telling my story about my life and my journey with Melvin through the poetry. Now, I always wanted to write a book about my uh, my journey with my son, and I thought that would be first. So originally, uh, I told Paul, you know, uh, I always wanted to do this, and he he truly encouraged me uh, to do it. He said, do it. And so I started writing, which was very therapeutic for me uh, to tell the story at in the beginning at first. So in when I first started uh, writing uh, and writing and then writing poetry, and I never knew that the poetry would come before the book. I always thought the book would come before the poetry. And it ended up I was writing poetry and sharing it at church and reading them at church. And and uh, and then everybody was saying, like, Paul, you need to publish these things. So my first book was uh, Words of Praise, Joy and, and Love. And he not only uh, encouraged me, uh, he helped 
support me financially to make sure that book got published. And so, you know, when I first, oh, you should tell, when I first started writing, I didn't tell him I wrote. And before we got married, and I was on a conference uh, trip in New York, and he kept saying, I, I want, maybe we could get somebody to do a reading or something. And I said, well, what about a poem or something? I, he said, yeah, yeah, that would be good. I let him tell that story. Yeah, she was, she was on a trip. I was still in Ohio. She, I, yeah, she was in New York. Um, she, she read me this poem and she thought, well, maybe we could use that for our wedding. Well, she reads this poem, and I'm like stunned. I, I hear this poem, and there's this long pause because I'm trying to put together what I had just heard over the phone. And I, I, I did not know what to think because I said, wow, this poem wherever you found this poem from, it fits our life. And later on, I found out, I discovered after she told me that um, she wrote the poem. And I I was shocked because I didn't realize she had that kind of uh, gift. And the poem was very good. I just wish it was here so we could read it right now. (laughs) But... um, that's just a, uh, a little sample of her writing abilities, and she also is able to um, put together stuff that, because if you know anything about me, I'm not a poetry reader, <clears throat> and I don't, in general, I don't like poetry because I can't understand it, <clears throat> but with her poems and the poems she wrote and the poems she read, you you can understand what she's saying. She has messages in her poems, and her poems are very, very enlightening and very soothing and very inspirational. So that's what started the trail in uh, my beginning unexpected journey in actually writing and publishing. So my next, uh, the next book is Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin. Now, the first draft of the book, I, I had wrote it down, and then I needed an editor. Because the self-publishing, they only provide so much. And, well, that was with the first book, come to think of it. And I had a friend at church that helped me, Bert. And then when I wrote the second one, she was very eager and willing to do help edit the second one. She's a retired school teacher. So uh, we're going over this. But before uh, I forget, but before Bert got it, uh, there was another young lady that said she was trying to uh, be an editor editing books that I had met. And she said, oh, I'll, I'll help you. Let me edit it. And she said, and she was charging me. I said, oh, okay. So I thought, okay, I've found someone. Well, 
every time I asked her, was it ready? It wasn't. (laughs) And then a year passed and I was like, wow, she, she still has that manuscript. And then I started panicking, thinking, did she keep it for herself? And I went to her and I said, are you finished? I, I really need that back. It's been a year now. Okay, okay. And she kept telling me, okay. Well, Paul's cousin also knew her. And then she started telling her, you need to give her that manuscript back. And then she said, oh, I'm finishing editing it. Then she started telling stories about her and her husband were getting a divorce. He took all her things and um, uh, and the manuscript is in the back of his car. I'll get it. She kept saying all these things. Well, eventually, because uh, I had handwritten it and eventually I got it back. So why am I telling you all this? Because unexpected things happen. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I said, okay, I got this back. Okay, Lord, I got it back. Uh, I'll, I'll change. Uh, I need help in changing the names because she said she was going to do that. She didn't. And then when I started copying it, my under, uh, it said, Mm-mm. oh, you're not going to do it this way. I know that was the Holy Spirit saying that. You're not going to do it like that. And uh, he helped me through that. He changed the whole book. Not entirely, but my anger was taken out of it. You see, as I had wrote those poems, the Lord was healing me through my poetry by giving me that those types of words and express and expressing him in in it to uh, help me heal. It's like he was pouring oil with words into my heart that I wrote on uh, paper. And he's he started healing me through that. And when I sat down to the old manuscript, I noticed I wasn't angry. I wasn't saying those things about his dad and his family. Uh, I really didn't talk about them because I was told, you're not going to talk about them. Uh, You're just going to talk about you and Melvin. And that's why I called it living with autism, God, me, and Melvin. And that's how that book got started. And again, um, Paul, my helper, my husband, I was going to go back to the first publishing company. I I wanted to find something different, and he wanted me to because I didn't get that much help from that self-publishing in directing me. So he was listening to the radio one day. And he heard about uh, page publishing and he was telling me and I didn't do what he said at first. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't immediately do it Uh, about what it was about a month or two uh, went by before I before I went on and uh, and did it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I was nervous about was that 
when I uh, uh, found out that you had to send it in and then this panel read it and and if they're going to accept it. It, it, they base they work on the basis of a traditional publishing company. They give you so much more support than the other one that I had. So I was a little skeptical about that going into a group reading, and and I don't like rejection. That's what it is. And so I sent it. Uh, I, I said, "Okay, honey, I know I I didn't follow your direct, you know, direction." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "But I'm gonna send it in." So I sent it in, and I think it was on a, a Thursday or Friday. And we're older people, okay? We're not that savvy in all this technology, and everything you have to do is technical. We're old people, you know, right. give us a break. <laughs> and so we I'm I'm getting frustrated about sending this. I had to I already had it online any you know, I kept uh saved it and and everything. It was the matter of getting it to them through there like that. And I and they gave me the portal to do it. But I, uh, I sent this so many times, I think two or three times, I, I said, they're going to think I'm some kind of nut uh, <laughs> sending it in because I was fussing as he was watching TV. And I said, I can't get it to go. But I, 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 I finally did. And then <clears throat> they informed me that they would uh, call me back. It'll take about a, uh, four to six days because of the panel. So that was like on a Thursday or uh, maybe a Friday, Friday night. Uh, by that Tuesday, I got a phone call. So I just knew it was going to be rejected. Well, we're getting ready to go to break. And when we come back, we continue the story. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bbutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder autism and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior silence diagnosis and the outcome overall get your copy of bernadette's story at amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. 
the Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Black Friday, every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow, evolve, change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. So I was sharing about uh, how that uh, book, uh, finding a publishing company, and uh, like I said, I didn't uh, find him, and I didn't do what he told me, but uh, Paul did. So, kind of tell part of you know how did you find that publishing company? I was uh, listening to a sports talk radio station, as I frequently do, and during the course of hearing the uh, uh, commercials, a uh, advertisement for page publishing kept coming on so I kind of said to myself well if the sports talk people are buying advertising from this publishing company it's got to be legit which may or may not be true but we went with it and so far we're very pleased with uh, what page publishing has done for us and hopefully it leads to more unexpected moments. I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about writing uh, the beginning from the beginning about my life. It See, ever since I was, you know, had Melvin, all these different avenues that were open to me that I didn't expect to do. I was a housewife. I had a son with uh, autism. And so I thought that's how my journey would go. I never thought advocating for Melvin would lead me to advocate for other children. And and all the children have disabilities and so those are the unexpected things when you finally understand and embrace, you know, your child that you think he's going to be one way, but uh, or their life is going to be one way. And it's it's an it's another way. And so I had to keep my faith in 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 the Lord. And it was uh, so refreshing to have a husband that not only encouraged me for uh, one, but two uh, books that I wrote and published, but just the mere fact when Melvin had needs, you know, I said about his dental care and uh, uh, Melvin is a tall guy <laughs> and he had uh 
kind of grew out of his clothes. And I'm like, he's old. Why is he still growing? <laughs> but uh, and, and we often make sure, well, what do, do we need? And so I, I told Paul and we went shopping. And he brought all these clothes and I shipped them off. And Kathy and Doug got them. And Doug said, what did you do? Buy out the store? I said, you can blame that whole Paul. He, he, uh, he wanted to make sure uh, that Melvin was taken care of and that whatever he needed, uh, he would make sure somehow that Melvin's needs were met, as well as me, now his wife. I know that can be challenging because it's hard uh, raising, having children with a disability. And I, even for me, that was, you know, I looked at Melvin at times and you wouldn't even know that he had autism, but but he did, he does. And so that's a lifelong uh, journey. So one time uh, after, usually after I talk to Paul, I have, I mean, talk to Melvin, I have to go and talk to Paul because I would get emotional. Uh, I've gotten better because of Paul's support of me and, and me learning uh, that, all is in the hands of the Lord and that I really have to learn to trust that. I don't do a good job all the time. At times I struggle. But if anybody tells you that they're perfect and do a wonderful job in following the Lord, they're not telling you the truth because all of us have struggles and things like that. So, um, this one particular time after I talked to Melvin on the phone, he said, uh, Mama, and now this is after he, he hadn't seen his dad over three years. And he said, Mama, uh, where is dad? And I said, uh, hadn't he come? No. Is my dad ever going to come and see me and see Disabled, whether they disable or not, all children want to bond with their parents. Mm-hmm. And and boys long for this bond with this with their parent, a man to man, because there are some things uh, that I cannot teach him. And then uh, I that's why I was thankful for. Uh, Kathy and Doug, because uh, the Lord uh, had Doug to stand in the gap. So those things that Melvin didn't get, the Lord provided for Melvin. And this is why I keep talking and stressing about trust. And, And this goes whether you have a disabled child or not. Uh, that's not your lesson. That was my lesson. And I'm sure the Lord is trying to teach that lesson to each of us and maybe in different ways. And it's up to us to pay attention, really, to what's going on. Did I pay attention at the time? No. But when I look back, I and I see 
that I really wasn't alone and he is taking care of Melvin and he still is taking care of of Melvin. So I go down there and I was upset and and I told him and and um, Melvin said, Mama, is my dad ever going to see me? And when I told you that, Hunt, what was your uh, reaction? First of all, my reaction was disappointment as far as I could understand where Melvin was coming from. And unfortunately, this is a problem that we have throughout the country. It's not just for parents with children with autism where a lot of times we dads don't step up like we should, and this causes um, havoc in the household. And uh, Melvin is no different than any other child when it comes to that because he wants the love of his father just like I wanted the love of my father. And unfortunately for me, I did receive lots of love from my father because my father was uh, very supportive of me. So it's it's easy for me to give out support because I receive support. And f- unfortunately, everyone does not um, get the opportunity to have that type of support. And we it, it's up to the rest of us to kind of pick up uh, the pieces of the, the broken hearted ones along the way, like Doug and Kathy have done. And my thing with Bernadette, whenever something discouraging happens like that with her, it, it is to encourage her because um, a lot of situations we have no control over. And as long as um, we keep our faith in the Lord, we will be able to withstand some of this um, um, uh, disappointment. So after I uh, uh, shared that with uh, Paul, he, like he said, he always uh, would say, well, you know, honey, uh, and start talking to me and, and say, you know, the Lord is watching after Melvin. And uh, it, you know, it, it, like he said, there are some circumstances that is, uh, is out of our control. And there's not, it's like when I gave birth to Melvin, he, he looked just perfectly fine to me. He was doing everything, the walking, the crawling, the to- uh, not the talking, walking, crawling. I would call his name. He knew I was calling him. He gave me less eye contact, but those those things I I didn't uh, uh, totally the rest of it. I never expected that. So that was out of my hands. Uh, I I couldn't take the autism away from Melvin, so I had to learn how to embrace uh, that situation. And and that's why I call the show uh, Embrace the Unexpected, because when you have autistic children and they start off just like every other child, and then all of a sudden, there's something else going on, something you never anticipated. 
And then when you hear what the diagnosis is, it is devastating. But it's how we learn to handle it afterwards that counts the most. And so I'm not upset with Melvin's uh, dad because I understand that he just he he couldn't he couldn't handle it. He just didn't know how. He wasn't equipped, and he still don't know how. And when now when Melvin he continues to ask me that same question, am I ever going to see my dad? And I say, oh yes, uh, he will come and see you. Maybe he's just busy. I don't say anything negative because I know that he loves his dad. And I'm not going to do or say anything that would destroy that. And that goes to any parents at any time, whether you, uh, when you are divorced. Uh, The worst thing you could do is downgrade the other spouse because that's not helping uh, them. You're wounding them and you're crippling them before they can even uh, start their adult life because now they're starting off negative and they bring all that baggage with them. Trust me, I've been through that. I watched that with uh, how my mom was so abused that, see what I did? I fell in that pattern of being with somebody who was abusive. Uh, abuse is real, whether people want to believe it or not. Just It's just that people don't want to face the facts of, of some of us that go through that trauma. But I, I thank God for the families that don't, that know how to be loving towards each other. Yeah, you have your disagreement, but not where it's devastating the whole family. And that's where uh, I believe that's why the Lord placed Melvin in my life, because my whole life uh, was basically full, filled up with all this tragedy. And I thought that's the way my whole life would be. But that's not true. Because out of that tragic situation, that taught me how to advocate and, and stand up for my son. I, you know, I, I, I'm going to share uh, uh, next week. I have my, my books with me, and we're going to go over those things. And I'll share the stories uh, with you that I learned. I, trust me, I couldn't have done half of the stuff that I wrote down if, it, you know, with those types of things being instilled with me. So I thank you for listening. And you never know what might have been if you don't embrace the unexpected. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace the Unexpected. Be sure to join your host, Bernadette Butler, for another episode next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend.